you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's up, everybody? DJ here from Move the Sticks. Along with Bucky Brooks, our podcast, we look at the NFL through a player personnel perspective, looking at teams, looking at matchups, looking at the NFL draft. You can catch us on Move the Sticks, nfl.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes. Going to the hurry up offense. And it's a crossing route, and it's intercepted! Sula Cravens with the interception over the middle! Oh, yeah! And that should do it. What a play by the rookie out of USC! Portals takes the snap, pumps once, throws down the seam, and it is intercepted! Zach Orr has it at the 40. He slides down, and the Hayes in the barn! Coming. He's going to throw it upfield. It's caught at the 30 35. The ball's loose! The Colts have got it! I think it's Mike Adams who got it. The Colts have got the ball with a minute, two to go. Oh, one half of Mike and Ike there. Yes, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. All day breakfast is here and now an expanded menu. You got the McMuffins, the biscuits, the McGriddles, and beyond, of course, the hash brown with its own personal paper sleeping bag. Go get you some of that. All right, Maurice Jones-Drew, Ike Taylor here in Studio 66. Proper hellos on the way. Make sure you go check out the Sheck Report the Fashion Popo, Celebration Station, Total Access, and Fantasy and Friends, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. All right, let's jump into it, fellas. Ike, I start with you. It's the debate, uh, a little uh, post-debate uh, stuff. We saw Hillary and uh, and Donald get it on uh-huh. on Monday night. Let's debate this, you and Maurice. Better rookie QB, Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz? Mr. Taylor, you have the floor. As much as I like that Prescott, I got to go right now with Carson Wentz. Just coming from North Dakota in a pro-style offense, you see him with Coach Doug, have him doing over there. He's controlling that team. Uh, the recipe, not the recipe, the playbook is open for this guy. I like what Dak Prescott is doing. Uh, he's winning two games. He's putting them in good situations, not turning the ball over. But just from a pocket presence, uh, just from audibling, uh, Carson Wentz right now is ahead of a game is ahead of the game 
when you want to talk about being a rookie quarterback. I think it's it's it's, it's some limitations. Um, I don't know what it is in in Dallas, but you know this this guy Carson Wentz, man, he has the full playbook. He's very knowledgeable, and he's throwing every route. Mr. JD, your response? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Carson Wentz as well. Mm-hmm. Reason being is he doesn't have the same weapons that. Dak Prescott has. He doesn't have Des Bryant. He doesn't have Ezekiel. He doesn't have that offensive line. And so I think uh, he's throwing it to guys like Jordan Matthews, um, you know, Darren Sproles, guys that are, you know, been in this league, yes, but not to the capabilities of what Dallas has and what Dallas has invested in. So uh, Carson Woods has done a great job. Plus, he's 3-0. and and he, he beat a team, no disrespect to you all, but I have Pittsburgh going to the Super Bowl. And so to go in there and, and beat a Pittsburgh team like that, uh, is very impressive. I, I hear you, except but he does have that good defense going for him. That's something Dak doesn't have. And I do think the Eagles' offensive line, if you saw the game on Sunday against Pittsburgh, boy, they uh, they, they uh, pushed around that front three that's supposed to be the position of strength on that uh, Steelers' defense. That was a little embarrassing for Steelers. But I do hear your noise. Carson Wentz, either way, at least you didn't take Jared Goff, right? Either way. Have he played yet? <laughs> no, no. I think the Rams are employing the bold uh, strategy of never, ever playing the first <laughs> uh, That's That's their new strategy. Well, is there a winner? You don't have to. Oh, look at Maurice Jones-Drew. He's a, he's he, a mercenary. He's a shill, don't you see? He's a uh, he, You know, they they, 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 they line these pockets. <laughs> so I, have- <laughs> I got you. Okay. Next, uh, next issue to debate here, better defense – the Denver Broncos, who went into Cincy and really shut down the Red Rifle and Company, and the Minnesota Vikings going into Charlotte, North Carolina, and dispatching Cam and Company. Mister JD, I start with you. This is this is going to be a this is a tougher question. I think they both do things really well, but I have to go with the no fly zone and Von Miller. That Denver defense. I mean, I feel like they have Trevor Simeon at quarterback, and he they're putting him in position to go out there and make plays. And they know if they if they if the offense scores eleven points they'll win the game. That that's crazy to me. Well, I mean he's a, a doing more than just you know contri- not turning the ball over. I mean he went into Cincy and, uh, and well, certainly out. Well, Cincy he made him throw the ball and he right. showed him that he could. But still, you know if you if you know going in that I can score eleven points and win a game, that, that takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback. Where I think Minnesota, yes, they do some really good things. Um, but sometimes their their defense isn't as consistent, mm-hmm. and I think you, you have a more consistent. Simeon's got a hose, <clears throat> by the way, Mister Taylor. Your response. yeah, I gotta go with them with defense, and the reason why I gotta go with the defense, you have three starters at the cornerback yeah. position. You know, you have uh, Talib, you have Chris Harris Jr. and Bradley Roby at that cornerback position, which is rare and hard to find in the NFL, let alone, you know, DeMarcus Ware gets hurt. So now you got Shane Ray. He's really stepping up. You got Von Miller, who just got paid, dancing with the stars. Matter of fact, he dancing with his money. So he, he's been the Von Miller of old from last year. So when you have a group of guys who not only that's good on the field, but it's a takeaway machine. Now, don't get me wrong. Minnesota Vikings, they're taking the ball, and they're scoring on defense too. It's just like MJD said, but as a complete defense, when you got a guy, I think especially when the secondary, you can pretty much match up and line up against anybody. It's kind of hard. And when you got Von Miller, you got veteran guys to leave who plays with nothing but heart and passion. You got guys who live for that moment for that defense. Denver I'm talking about. These guys, they don't want to catch a pick. They want to catch a pick six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Von Miller's not going for the, the sack. He's going for the sack force mm-hmm. fumble. Like, they want it all. So, I like what the Minnesota Vikings are doing. 
I just like better with the Denver Broncos and their mentality. Trick question. The answer is neither is the wrong answer. Those defenses are just dynamite. I mean, what the Vikings just did there. We're going to be speaking with uh, one of the cornerstones of that defense, the the elder statesman of Zimmer's defense there, Terrence Newman, and one of our very favorites. He once won a Shecky Award for our favorite football playing guest a number of years ago before Ike Taylor took that award among uh, several others there. So we'll kibitz with him and uh, like Ike mentioned there, Shane Ray, too. They go down. That's the hallmark. I mean, also, though, Sharif Floyd goes down for the Vikings. They keep on going. That's I mean, the the teams that have that kind of depth are the ones that uh, go deep in January. Uh, Next up and last up in the hurry up. Who's in more trouble? We mentioned the Carolina Panthers. It's almost hard to believe. I have to look at the right. Oh, yeah, they're one and two. The Carolina Panthers. So are the Arizona Cardinals. Mr. Taylor, I start with you. I think I think the Carolina Panthers, they're going to figure it out. They still have some young guys at that cornerback position. You know, they got some real young guys there, but you still have Cam. Um, I think it's just a little growing pains. They're not going to go at the same record they went last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they understand that. The Arizona Cardinals, man, is just like holy moly. You know, you got Malcolm Ford, you have Brown, you got Carson at the helm. Uh, you got a, 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 a real good running back sitting back there, really two good, two good running backs. It's just they can't get right. Mm-hmm. for some reason, and I'm expecting more from that defense, and that defense can't get right. So I think I think the Cardinals, um, I think, are in more trouble than the Panthers. I think eventually the Panthers will figure it out. I think the Cardinals are still trying to figure it out. If you just watched a couple of uh, a couple of segments from Tyron Honey Badger Matthew, it was like uh, you put me in the slot, now you put me in the free safety position. Like, figure it out for me. Like, this is where I like to be. I think they're getting away from their strength. Now, as much as we like their offense, they have a real good defense. So, I think they just need to get back to using their defense, using the guys and the personnel to what got them there last year. And, you know, I think you have to run the ball more. I I like Carson Palmer, but Carson Palmer in the regular season is real good. Carson Palmer in the playoffs, we all know Carson Palmer in the playoffs. So Real good in the 2015 regular season, <laughs> you know, not hand, 2016 hand, so far. Start, hand the ball off a little bit more. Uh, let your rhythm start from your running game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's it's really you look at Cam and you look at Carson. Who who do you think has the that's best chance? That's right. That's, that's my Carson answer to this. Guy. He, I mean, we said it when – he just doesn't do well in tough situations, man. Right. Like he crumbles. Like he tries to either force it or he holds the ball too long. Anytime he feels pressure, and not pressure in the game, but pressure coming from outside, right? So last year you talk about the the Cardinals when they went from Detroit, they won a close game in Detroit, then they had to go to Pittsburgh, and and everyone was saying like that's a tough thing to do, that's tough. Well, remember, Pittsburgh was struggling at that time. Mm-hmm. And they came in and slapped Arizona. So now you have another chance where you go to Buffalo where they just fired their O.C., Right, they're all in shambles. It's, it's easy. If you go out and score quickly, they might shut it down. Right. And you go out there and throw three picks or how many ever picks he threw, like that you're not you're not helping your team. So for me, it's not about the the players. Both teams are very talented. It's more about the quarterback play and who you think can get out of the hole. I don't think Carson can do it. I said it last year. I I mean, just watching the last three games last year he played in, I was like, you know, you you're just you're just a guy. The assumption that everybody, because Peyton and Brady have lasted this deep into their 30s, that every QB fits that uh, same mold is a little questionable. When you watch Carson, you know, it, it may be done for Carson Palmer. Let's let's not get too aggressive, though. There's a lot of football season to go and a lot of DDFP to go. Start the show! 
Yes, hi and hello and welcome to the DDFT. As previously mentioned, we're presented by McDonald's. Go get you some of that all-day breakfast. I could use some of it right now. I'm very hungry, but there's no time for that. There's much pigskin to discuss. Let's do it with our pals here in Studio 66. Maurice, before I introduce you, is that true? That's just one of the myths that you hear every week of football season is, oh, it's hard to travel across the country. Are, it, can we make an excuse for the Cardinals that they had to travel across the country? How how fatiguing can it possibly be? It's, it's definitely tough, but, I mean, the Los Angeles Rams went across and played in Tampa and beat right. them. So, I mean, certain teams have a, a way to do it. You just have to prepare early in the week. I don't know necessarily if it was fatigue for them. It's more of a mental lapse for Carson Palmer. The voice of the Rams on the radio uh, locally here in Los Angeles, former Jaguar, former Raider, Maurice Jones-Drew. I love that Jaguar. Hello, <laughs> Cheeto man. Cheetos. <laughs> Look at my guy. I, lo- I love the, the Jaguar. Sexy he is, and, of course, you, uh, we appreciate uh, you subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or however you want to consume the audio, NFL.com. Slash DDFP is how you can do that. Also, when do I, I, I'm a, a real maroon that I can't say about the show that bears my name, what time it streams on NFL.com. Slash now. What time is it again, uh, Bartlett? 2 p.m. Eastern, right? 2 p.m. Pacific. 2 p.m. Pacific. See, that's where I always get to. 5 Eastern. So, like, as you get home from work or before you leave your work, you can watch Maurice and Ike and Potbelly Dave have conversations about pigskin in the game called life. And that's on NFL.com. And then you can also watch on NFL now at 3 p.m. Pacific. I see you, Emma. You see? You see, you can see it a lot of different ways. NFL.com, 2 p.m. Pacific while you're sitting there at work. Why not uh, Why not enjoy the uh, the cubicle and, you know, it might get a little crowded in there. Um, it's not a weight joke, Maurice. It's, you know, but it's. Uh, <laughs> 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 What's that, that went yeah. over my head. Yeah, he be trying sometimes. <laughs> he, he, I think it's too hard. Uh, to, uh. <laughs> Did you tell Todd? <laughs> Maurice gave me the stink eye there. Like, okay, now, Shaq. All right. I'm That's your one. That's your one. <laughs> oh, I have much more to go through today. We have to work later. And I lost to Aaron. Did, oh, yeah, you did lose to Aaron Coscarelli uh, of uh, Fantasy and Friends. She is now 3-0. and No. Beat, yeah, she started the season by being 43. all three of the other people on Fantasy and Friends. She beat Rank, destroyed him in week one, then de- destroyed me in week two, and now got over on Maurice. 43 points. And she came back. Who she On had? Monday night, Drew Brees and Tevin Coleman, the young pup of the week, hurt me. I lost by one and a half. This is true. I lost by one and a half in my big stakes league against uh, sports guy Simmons. And I need. I had Drew Brees. I needed 32 out of it, the Steelers defense, which I started, gave me minus one. How do you get a minus one out of your defense in fantasy football? Um, that, that actually undid oh, 3-0 with oh, well, Ike's quality team. Oh, yeah. That's the name of my team. <laughs> hey, speaking of Ike, you can watch him on Total Access in the postgame of Monday Night Football every Monday night during the season. He really is doing gangbusters work. Last night, if you Thank watched you, him on Monday Night Football in the postgame, he was dressed like uh, Nino Brown. Mm. Uh, very much with the, the shirt buttoned to the top and then the chains on the outside. And the insight was uh, also golden. Here he is, number two, four, Ike Taylor. I like that. I like that. 
Say you can't dance, Ike? Not at all. Really? No. Listen, when they put your face on on the little body, that that's just <laughs> make sure you, make sure you give it a look there. It's uh, it's, it's fun to see Ike. Ike, give me a uh, scale of one to ten. Give me a color of your concern level for the Pittsburgh Steelers after that woeful showing in Philadelphia. Oh, we just don't play good in Philly. You know, zero and eight, haven't won a game since nineteen sixty-five. Well, that has that. When people say, I can't believe yeah. you would say that one. No, well, it's, it's, none it's, of the people that have anything to do with nineteen sixty-five are on the team. It's just like it's just like playing against the Raiders. Like we go to the Raiders and stink it up, stink it up. I yeah. agree, in but even Oakland. even the Raiders, who you were losing to in the early part of the twenty-first century, none of those guys are on the Steelers anymore. How could it, that have it, any effect? It doesn't any matter, effect? man. I mean, by the end of the day, Carson Wentz handled his business, and Coach Schwartz did his thing on defense. Point blank, period. Well, it wasn't very good. And what it says to me is since we, since the we're talking Patriots facts, are so much better since than we're talking, every other team in the AFC. I don't know how they don't. Since we're talking facts, uh-huh. every time we do go and lose, they win the Super Bowl. That's true. The last time the Steelers lost in week three in Philadelphia, the season ended with the, with the Lombardi trophy being delivered so to the go. left side of uh, – of Pennsylvania. I like that. Real quick, uh, there was something very strange. I don't know what to make of this. First of all, Michael Bennett of the Seahawks. We love him. You know, Moses uh, 72. I know all three of us consider him one of the funniest and uh, and uh, brightest guys in, in the mm-hmm. NFL. But he's doing this weird move now where he wears a tank top, basically. I don't know how he does it. He turns his shoulder pads into a tank top like his, he has nothing on his arms and then and then uh Juan Price of the Pitt Panthers is now basically wearing bike shorts on on the football field in college it's very strange if you're watching it you can see a photo oh, of it but he, he basically looks like one of the Chicago White Sox from the 70s when they were wore, wore shorts he's about to get then. he's about to get uh in a lot of trouble man because he don't have those knees covered up what gives with these outfits how are you allowed to dress like well this? I'll tell you this from what I hear, uh, Michael Bennett wears uh, shells, not not pads. He wears the soft shells that you wear at practice. Stop it. Oh, yeah, that makes what sense. That's because he wants to be light and fast. That's what it looks like, quick. yeah. And then uh, – wow. Did you do any? Did you did either one of you guys do any weird like because offensive linemen famously wear super tight jerseys so you can't grab them and right. they roll the sleeves up and all that. Did you do any little tricks I like had that? Punter pads. I had to be light, so I got the smallest pass you can get. And the smallest pass you can get was the punter mm-hmm. pass. So I had the punter pass. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I uh, I was, I think I was with Nike at the time, and I had them create. We created tights, so I didn't have to wear, uh, like, pads in my pants. So I wore tights that had a knee pad already in them. Oh, then, was uh, good. A thigh pad already oh, in them. And so I just pulled my pants over like they were just regular oh, stretchy pants. I still don't understand how no football, no NFL football player wears a cup. I just, I mean, the fact that that hasn't, I understand the chafing, but you know, that there's never been some really apocalyptic destruction. There, there is. There has been. Shaq, a lot of guys, it's not like a big thing that happens, but guys, sometimes when you get torqued and turned and things like that, your sack turns and then they have to get emergency surgery. That's what that Liz Frank uh, lady's always doing, the guys, right? She's Oh, no, that's something That's different. on your foot. I don't know. Uh, but I, that Liz Frank is diabolical. I don't know what she does, Who, what her knock You saw someone else just got it, too. I know. Um, Lyell. 
Yep. Hey, also, by the way, uh, real quick, Football Baby is making his tour. He went 3-0 and this week. He's now 9-1 and on the season. He uh, he showed up at Foxborough oh, man, on you Thursday let him go to night. Boston by he's going to go to London. He's his own man. He can take passport? his own trips. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to travel to London, apparently. Join the cause. It's like Flat Stanley, except uh, better Football Baby will uh, show up in Wembley and beyond. Let's get him to all 33 si- or 34 because Mexico City. So there are, four, uh, there are 34 different places. We want him to show up there. Go to at uh, Damashek on Twitter. I have pinned to my top there how you can print out the uh, the PDF there in Football Baby Stadium, Stadium Crawl. Crawl. Use the hashtag Football Baby there. He's shown up now. Yes, the update is he's shown up in two, which is okay. Texas, uh, Houston, Texas, and Foxborough. We need uh, we need 32 to go here. Um, all right, next up here, time for the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Week three. The stop. thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Uh, we'll start off with best victory of the weekend, and there are a number of candidates there. I certainly think, like we talk about the Vikings, that was impressive what mm-hmm. they did. I think the Broncos going into Cincinnati with what had to be a desperate Bengals team, given the Bengals, by the way, are in a little bit of jeopardy now. They're they're one and two. They could have lost in New York in week one. Mm-hmm. The closest they were was in Pittsburgh in week two. But after Thursday night's game against the Dolphins, they go to Dallas and then to New England. So we can assume that uh, that their season is kind of hanging in the balance. So Denver going in there and doing what they did was impressive. number of other good wins, but I'm going to give it to the Eagles because they didn't just win. They humiliated the Pittsburgh Steelers on both sides of the ball. I was asked this question, uh, Ike. I ask it to you. What's more disconcerting to you going forward, the 34 by the Eagles or the three by Pittsburgh? The three by Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you know. I agree. Just, with that. just, just looking at the Eagles' defense, not really knowing what they what they have, but just understanding Coach Jim Swartz and the amount of pressure he put on Ben with a four man front. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys rarely blitz Ben. Um, they dropped eight. Uh, a lot of guys had their eyes on Big Ben, which we saw. Uh, they collapsed the pocket. They did a great job of collapsing all day, the pocket. all day. Uh, Personnel wise, I don't think a lot of teams can do that. So. I'm not too worried about it. But, yeah, just putting up three. We saw Marcus Wheaton, he, he struggled coming back his first game. He dropped the touchdown, dropped three key passes. That was disgusting. Who does he think he's Darius uh, Hayward Bay now? No, nah, dropped, dropped, dropped three key passes. So, I mean, just coming back, I, I never look too much into it, man. Pittsburgh always rallies and, and bounce back. It's just, you know, from, from us looking at that, that standpoint, two teams coming out of Pennsylvania, just looking at Carson Wentz, man, you're looking at the quarterback battle, basically. So you, you think Carson Wentz versus Big Ben, Big Ben going to win that all day, but uh, they defense took over. That's what it was. Darren Sproles reminded me of Maurice Jones-Drew a little bit there. The thing I'll say, too, is I agree with you about the Steelers' uh, inability to score a touchdown, but of course Marcus Wheaton dropped one, seven sailed, one over Jesse James' head that uh, in the red zone mm-hmm. that probably goes for a touch, so it's a little bit different there, but you know, going forward, the, the strength of this defense, like I say, is uh, or supposed to be at least uh, that uh, that front with Javon Hargrave looking good early on, Cam Hayward, and Stephon Tewitt in the first two weeks just blowing stuff up all day, and they got pushed around. That's a tr- that's that's a problem. If they if they're not going to silence the run, that opens up the last three or four oh, yeah. years when the Steelers' defense struggles. That's well, no good. I think for me, when you talk about it's hard when you have an offense uh, when your team is based on offense to go out there week after week and score thirty. Correct. Points. That's tough to do. 
So you're going to have a down week. And when you have a down week similar to Seattle, your defense has to pick it up. So Seattle's different, right? When their defense goes down, their offense has to score points, i.e. Pittsburgh. Right. When Pittsburgh went to Seattle last year, it was a shootout. You have to be able to have that back and forth. When both aren't playing well, that's when you get those things. And so I think, again, uh, it, it'll be a bounce back. And plus you get you get Le'Veon Bell back. You're going to get Whedon. Whedon's going to come back. He's going to be more into it. I think Pittsburgh is fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Just know that you don't have to play Philly again unless you meet them in the Super Bowl. So it's I'd be fine with that. But I will say, yeah, that's again in the AFC. The thing that uh, what I feel three weeks in is there is not a close number two now. Pittsburgh what? looked to be so the Denver, second. Denver's not. I uh, you know what I I take it back. That's you're you're right. Well, I, like Jerry Orbach says at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, and I am clearly three weeks in once again, plus the entire 2015 season, just wrong about the Broncos that you can continue to win games in the 21st century. Of course, I'm a fan of shutdown defenses. I'm just stunned that that this can continue to happen week after week. Oh. You're right, Den. But do you think if Denver plays, uh, let's uh, remember we haven't seen Tom Brady yet back there. We we well, haven't. What? But remember last time it, Tom played that defense. I know, but yeah. they had no offensive line. That time. It, it don't matter. Like you, they gotta, don't have one now. You gotta understand, man. You gotta start giving these guys credit, and that's the Denver Broncos. You're right. You're right. Defense. Like the question is now, and I, and I agree with my guy uh, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark said, "Can can they can they match up well?" against the Denver defense now. Can the New England Patriots offense match up well against their defense? Because obviously they got the recipe, you know. So we got to start, instead of giving all the props to these to the offense, at some point in time, you got to give the props to this Denver de- Man, John Elway did a fantastic job of getting his butt all right, whipped. But- of, of getting his butt whipped and wanting to go pass happy when they went to Seattle and was like, you know what, I'm taking that blueprint – from Seattle, I'm bringing it to Denver. Now look what you got. It's funny that it's now transcended the Peyton v. Brady era now. Now we're in the the post-18 era. And yet it does seem like the Patriots and Broncos go tit for tat over seasons now. You know, a couple like you say, the Broncos got over, then the Patriots responded uh, with a, a couple of personnel adjustments, then the Broncos made their adjustments. Now the Patriots have done that, and I think the Martellus Bennett ad is the difference. I, was, I think they're, I, they real because remember that title game. Not to get too deep in the weeds, but the AFC title game was all that was was a matter of Wade Phillips saying. Go get 12 before he can connect on those wheel rat routes to our backs out of the uh, backfield. I mean, remember James White yeah. going up the sidelines, and Brady just didn't have that extra split second to hit those throws. Now he's going to be throwing up the seams to both those. I, I think that's the difference. I think they're a better team. The, 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 the difference is they still haven't done enough to protect Brady. At the end of the day, Brady was getting hit on three. They were rushing three people to getting sacks on him. So when you can rush three, when you can rush Vaughn and Demarcus Ware and Derek Wolf and still get pressure, those guys are still there, right? And so I think more than anything, pressure affects Tom Brady when he gets hit. I get it. You have Martellus Bennett, and that's awesome. But if you can't get the ball to him, or every time you're throwing someone's around your legs and pulling your leg while you're trying to throw, you're not going to have any issue. I'll tell you something else, too. DUIs, I think they were both DUIs, and I'm not being glib about uh, about. The, the crime or anything, but man, that short term thing, you know, to the, the holding that as a strike and rightly so on some level, obviously, uh, but Dak Prescott and Shane Ray both fell deep in the draft as a result of that. And you wonder how many teams now would like to go back with a little bit of time and see and see these are kids making mistakes. 
large mistakes, but you know, still now these guys are landed as a result of that. And you know, I agree. on some, on some, I don't want to be up on Mount Pius, you know, people who are 21 years old, make, make mistakes. Mistake. Shake. This is all I'm saying. I mean, there are different levels of mistakes, of course, and well, they got lucky that something atrocious didn't happen, right. didn't happen. But you know, what does the tape show? The the, the tape shows they're a winner. By the end of the day, they're football players, and I'm asking this guy to come in and play football for my team. So yeah, I mean, we got a guy right here who went through it. Could have been a top ten pick, but by the end of the day, something happened with MJD. But when you watch tape of MJD, he's a top 10 pick. It just so happened he slid down to the second round, early second round. So, But I'm looking at it as a GM. If I have that kind of locker room, a veteran locker room, well, I got a guy, Jerome Bettis, who uh, I think can put under, you know, MJD's uh, wing. I'm looking at it like, you know what? He slipped up because I remember when I was 20, 21. I slipped up too. But by the end of the day, this guy can help our team now and in the future. I just think GM sometimes get caught up in uh, the off-the-field issues, which which is cool, as you're supposed to, because you got to do all your homework. By the end of the day, what is their tape looking like? It's, it is kind of like buying a stock. Like, wow, is this stock going to rebound? Because this could be an ongoing issue. And you're basically assessing, is this guy going to get into more trouble? Or is he somebody who we can turn, like you say, well, with the right I kind of I think I said it best. Like, you have to have the locker room for those guys, right? Yep. Dallas, Dallas has put up with Des Bryant. Yeah. So you can handle that. Some of these other teams, their locker room's not that way. They right. can't handle guys with strong personality. Oh, I know. I want to talk. We're going to get into Odell and, and his behavior, which I don't have as big a deal with. But we'll talk about that with Terrence Newman coming up in just a second here. All right, check. Right gotta, now, let's get to the – check. I got to go to the bathroom. Y'all can keep going. You're going to go? Gotta, All right, so Ike and I will do this. Please, I need the 10-foot pole. <laughs> People love the people love the figurative to invoke. <laughs> I wouldn't touch <laughs> – Where's Maurice going to? He's got to. He's got to go one, right? Oh, um, all right. Oh, y'all wrapped it? No, we didn't wrap it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got stickers. the ten foot pole. We have a people talking the figurative, like I say about. I wouldn't touch that nonsense with a ten foot pole. We have a literal ten foot pole now adorned with all thirty two logos of the NFL teams. Here is today's ten foot pole, Ike Taylor. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw six interceptions. The Jets are in a little bit of jeopardy, especially after a, a really, really bad. I mean, it's uninspiring what Ryan Fitzpatrick did in spite of having all those weapons out there around him. Is it time for Geno Smith to take over? Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? Ike is – he touched it. Geno Smith, you want two. Shit. You want two in there if you're a Jets fan, eh? Shaq. Yes. See, that's what people forgot about that situation. Gino won that situation in That's training correct. camp. Correct. First, until somebody knocked his jaw the other way. Mm-hmm. So he gets his jaw knocked the other way, and he's out for the count, for a still sleep, down <laughs> for the count. So you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, a savvy veteran guy who got some good history. But what I do know about Ryan Fitzpatrick. And some bad, too. Some good. Some good. What I do know about him, he's hot and he's cold. So when he's hot, he's he's pretty cool. When he's cold, he's all the way cold. He's throwing six picks. Early Christmas. Early Christmas. The thing about it is that's all he's really been giving us. You got to understand, man, his situation, he has receivers. And what I like to call combat catchers, mm-hmm. guys who really never open, but they always coming down with the ball. 
like I feel like for Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is his best scenario, the best receiving core you can get for a guy like him. You know, guys, I know Tom Brady would love to have the three receivers the Jets have. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a Dak Prescott would love to have the three receivers the Jets have. So I'm looking at Fitzpatrick like for you to have them kind of receivers who can pretty much come down with the ball whenever they want to, the ball just have to be in their vicinity. For you to throw six, not two, Oh, he had a bad game. He threw three. No, you threw six picks in one. Is that game. on Bowles, though, to yank him at some point to save his dignity and to save his frame of mind going forward? Well, they they wanted him back. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they had a game last year that they could have got him in the playoffs. And who stunk it up? Mm-hmm. It was Fitzpatrick. You have Fitzpatrick at Buffalo. Had him at Buffalo. Who stunk it up? It was Fitzpatrick. So, I mean, again, he had his best season, but everybody always know, man, you know, a broke clock strikes what? Twice. 12, twice. Yeah, yeah. didn't strike 14. Didn't I, strike 14. In so, uh, KC, that's So, Ryan, just, Ryan is Ryan, you know, and, and what I mean, it, it, he can be real hot sometimes, sometimes, lukewarm sometimes, but, man, he cold for the most. Here's what I would do if I were Geno Smith. I would say right now. I wouldn't wait till the end of the week either. I would go right now to management and say, are you going to play me this week? Because if you're not, I request that you trade me to the New England Patriots. Here's why. Because they're about to play Rex Ryan, who has already begun trash talking, and he says he's going to unleash the hounds on whoever the Patriots quarterback is. Well, Rex and uh, Gino have a history, as you'll remember, with IK, who you referred to. That's the move. Put Belichick. Let Belichick use Gino and turn him into a star and uh, and do it at, to end Rex's if season. If anybody can do it, he can do it. That's Belichick exactly right. Yeah. That's what I would do. No question. All right. Good stuff there. Now let's get to our pal. Another number. Oh, no. I was going to say 2-4. No, he's 2-3. Terrence Newman. You're listening to David. Yes, we are thrilled to have him back. Boy, we are chock full of uh, Shecky Award winners. Terrence Newman won the Shecky Award a number of years ago. Ike Taylor did. We're thrilled for our guy, T. New, of the 3-0 Minnesota Vikings. What's the poop, fella? Good to see you. Man, I'm just living, having some fun. You know, it's good to be 3-0, but we got a long way to do, like, long way before we can do what we really want to do with the season. We got Ike here. We got Maurice Jones-Drew back in here with us. We all saw you pick off the reigning MVP. Boy, what is Zim? What, what what's going on there? With I mean, most teams cannot survive the number of losses that you guys have taken, and you're not just getting by. You're thriving. Man, we we got some some excellent guys on this team. Uh, two, three deep. Those guys, they go out. Somebody goes down. Next man up, and those guys relish that that opportunity. They go out and show what they can they can do. I mean, it makes it easy for us for sure. Hey, T New, what's what's the mindset in that locker room? Like Sheck said, you know, Teddy Coolwater went down, AP went down. What was Coach Zimmerman's speech to y'all when those two guys went down? Basically, he said, you know, we can still do what we want to do. You know, we got we got a excellent depth on this team. So he said, basically, if you have an opportunity to play, you got to capitalize on that, and that's what these guys are doing. You know what? The life of a cornerback, you've been doing it for a long time, T. New. A young guy like a Trey Waynes, you know, he started off kind of rough that Green Bay game. How do you feel, and what's his mentality bouncing back 
week to week with two interceptions. I mean, you, as, as a corner, you know, you got to fight all day, every day. Right. And he's somebody that studies the game. He goes out and he fights. I mean, he doesn't care what happens. He's got all the talent in the world, and he's starting to showcase it. He's starting to believe it. Special edition, by the way, of Ike's Corner Corner here with mm -hmm. uh, T. New. You guys were drafted, as you already know. You guys right. were both drafted in Ot three together. Yep. Ike, you watch T. New. Does it make you think, man? Maybe I could. Maybe I could have hung around for another year. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm sitting here. <laughs> you know, I want I want T. Hey, New to get his opportunity. Ike, Ike can still play, man. Ike got wheels with the best of them. I bet you right now he can still go out and run. Ooh, four, high four. four three. Yeah. He now I claims he ran a four one nine. I didn't claim that. No, I'm not. Well, I mean, listen, it's a <laughs> oh unofficial. That's right? me in Louisiana. Oh, we're looking at pictures of you too. If you you're uh, if you're watching the show, you oh, can see uh, the the ravages of time. T New looks pretty much the same. Ike, though, no more cornrows for you, huh? No more cornrows. You know I'm getting thin at the top, man. I leave my sunroof <laughs> open. I got to get what you get to put on your head at the top, too. I don't man. think you need to call uh, out the fact that I pepper it. Go, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. that's, let it go, bro. That's what I'm going to have to do. Hey, at some I point wanted, in time, you got to let it go. No let question. me ask you this, though, real quick off of Trey Waynes. Did you T-New as the elder statesman in that secondary? Do you go to Trey Waynes? during that game in the spotlight against the mighty Aaron Rodgers and give uh, give the kids some counsel? Yeah, I talk to him all day, every day. Uh, throughout the game, I just tell him different situations. You know, be prepared for this, watch out for this. And like I said, he, he got to pick to end the game. I yep. mean, that's how much he fights. We, he doesn't get the pick, you know, we don't know what happens. Sa Sam Bradford. So y'all got Sam Bradford in the trade. Uh, what's, what's been his demeanor? What's been his approach? in that locker room. How y'all taking to him? Man, that's a dude that can throw the football. Um, obviously, he's been around. He understands the game. Uh, I, I didn't realize how tough he was because he's gotten hit a couple times. And, I mean, he gets up and just goes back to the huddle and does it. Um, you know, there's times he comes off and he's fired up. He's talking to the defense, getting us fired up. Uh, that's what you want to see from a quarterback. Gotcha. Nice. Maurice and I talked about uh, Odell versus Norman on Sunday, round two there. Obviously, we have round three at least coming up this year. couple of corners. Uh, start with you, Terrence. What do you make of the reaction of Odell, the way he is clearly emotional? Is Josh Norman pushing his buttons? What's your take on that whole rivalry that's going on? I mean, it's good for football. People want to see that. They want to see these two guys go at it, especially after last year, you know, the things that transpired in that game. They want to see if it's going to happen again. They want to see just two competitors compete. I guess my, my question to you is talk about Stephon Diggs and kind of his role now with Adrian going down and, and with and obviously with Teddy going down as well. Uh, that guy, I mean, he can, he can get open and get the ball. He's, he's got the sky's the limit for him. He's got ultimate talent. He's a student of the game. He's, he's ready to get better. Uh, he asks us questions all the time, and he, he takes that from the practice field to the, to the game. I call, I call uh, Stephon Diggs uh, a poor man version of Antonio Brown. I had an opportunity to work with him this offseason, and that's all he was talking about. That's all he was asking me, the work ethic, what Antonio Brown does, because he want to be as good as Antonio Brown. I feel like that's a good guy to follow. On the flip side, man, how is that young Ricky and Treadwell from Ole Miss um, I think he has a potential to be very good. What do you see in his growth and development right now? Uh, he's still learning the game. You know, you come from college. Just sometimes it takes a little bit of time. He's starting to get it, um, and he'll get a chance to play. 
you know, there's always injuries and whatnot. There's always opportunities. So he's going to get one. I mean, Diggs, it happened to Diggs last year. Right. We had some guys go down. He steps up. He comes in. They, doesn't, they don't miss a beat. NFL teams should be scared because I think Laquan Treadwell, when he gets out there, is going to be like Anquan Bolden. Let's talk about another young guy drafted high in 2016, Jalen Ramsey, Ike and Terrence. What did you think of Jalen Ramsey? I know, Ike, we've talked about Steve Smith, and you had too much respect for each other. You never talk stuff to each other. What do you think about Jalen Ramsey saying after the game, that as a player, he's still a good player. I'll say that about him. I don't respect him as a man, though. T. New, where do you come down? Hey, it's a lucky if he, they only had to play him once a year. Because <laughs> if they had to play again, I promise you it's going to be some smoke in the city. It's going to be some <laughs> furniture moving in there. <laughs> yeah, Steve, you know, Steve don't play that. What advice would you give to Jalen Ramsey, Ike? Well, I did give some advice. Uh, MJD and I had did a, a segment, and I was just trying to tell uh, Jalen, I respect the fact that he has a lot of confidence. You know, T. New playing that cornerback position, man, you got to have a boatload of confidence. If not, you shouldn't be on the field. But at the same time, man, you just you, you don't have to tip your hat. You just got to respect the guys like a, a, um, a AR-12 because it kind of started in Green Bay. You know, he was talking smack to AR-12 Aaron Rodgers, and it kind of tripled down to Steve Smith Sr. And you got to understand, man, these guys are future Hall of Famers put a lot of effort and a lot of body of work in this game respect the game because nothing's guaranteed one at our position two, how long you can play well I guess I guess what I'm talking about with the Jalen Ramsey thing and the Odell thing two young guys does this then Terrence Newman do you say boy I now know I can get in that guy's head does this is this anything or is this just stuff for fans to talk about after the game and sort of be intrigued by, like, watching pro wrestling? Or does it actually have an effect, negative or otherwise, on the team? I feel like For me, I mean, Steve Smith's been doing this forever. Right. Like, he, he's talked trash with the best of them, and he's backed it up. So it, what I, what I got to say is you got you to gotta respect the guys that's been playing forever in this league and that are still putting in work. I mean, because I seen he had, like, eight catches in the game. So it's not like they shut him down. I think more than anything, when you have a guy like Odell Beckham, that's how he plays. He cares. Correct. You know, I, I, I say he loves hard. Correct. He loves football. And right. so when you have guys like that, you have to try to bottle that and let that kind of, I think, affect the teammates around him, that, that love, that care. I mean, again, when you saw the game, when you know, I didn't get a chance to watch all of it, but I, some of the plays I did watch, when he was going against Norman, the offensive linemen were sprinting down there when he caught the ball to protect him. Right, so they saw what was going on last year against Carolina. They didn't want to allow that to go on again. They wanted to make sure he felt comfortable. And that I, I figured that's why it was such a good game because Eli threw. People say he's a distraction. I was distracted by the picks Eli threw, to be honest. <laughs> I, that, that was my biggest distraction. He had seven for 106. That, that's not a distraction to me. Well, I, if I've learned anything from Ike and Maurice, uh, T. New, it's that you want some guys that are – kind of wild you know you 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 don't want 52 robots on the roster you got to have emotional guys and guys that know where the line is and maybe cross it sometime i i don't i the knocks against odell for playing with passion seem weird to me is that is that the way it seems like zimmer creates that kind of locker room as well no i mean you just you want to have guys that's not going to cause you penalties and uh, put you in bad adverse situations uh, some people play better when they talk trash uh, obviously, when you play wide out, it makes it where guys want to get extra, you know, hits on you and whatnot. So you got to be careful with some of the things you say. 
What about uh, the new digs there in Minnesota? You, I, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Shame the devil that they put roofs on NFC North uh, buildings. The freezing cold. You were up there. How big a home field advantage was that last year against the Seahawks, Tinu? When when a team was not home used field to advantage it, if the... we would have won. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was cold out there. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Uh, I'm glad they got a roof on this stadium. <laughs> I don't like that, Ike. Why not? Because I like it outside. That's a, It's a home field advantage. What if the Rams win the well, division well, or Arizona has to go at? up to Minnesota? That's way worse to have to go out in the cold. If where you live at? Where you live at? Well, don't worry about where I live. You live in L.A. You, you live in California, Cali. obviously. You Listen, I'm not here to be attacked by anybody. And let me tell you something, too. I spent my time playing pro football the way I played it. Let's, this isn't about me. This is about the Vikings playing outside, I think. That's what they Check. Do. Nobody wants to play outside in Minnesota. Nobody. People from Minnesota don't want to play outside. Nobody. Minnesota. You don't think the <laughs> home, but you don't think the Vikings are a little used to it. Like if they're no. pro, they go to practice to in the morning. They at least feel the cold. If you're from Arizona or somewhere like that, you must be like, oh my god, this is inhuman. Forget about a football game. I don't even want to walk out the door. Sure. sure. Nobody, nobody, nobody gets used to that. T News, please let him know. Hey, no cut that out, man. <laughs> hey, if you want to, I told you, if you want to, you want to come sit in the cold, I welcome you. Especially oh. when it's December or January and it's minus whatever degrees. You don't want that. Minus don't even sound right. You, you just said the Steelers defense gave you a minus on your fantasy team. Yeah, I like didn't that. like that. I didn't you, know, you don't even that. want no minus. When sitting down in the minus, you don't want that. Hey, so T. New, now you got Cam Newton. Is there anybody out there that you have left to pick off in the, among uh, big-time NFL QBs? You got Rodgers. Whoever else we play, I'm trying to get as many picks as possible. <laughs> I'm trying to pad these. These these pick numbers ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, love uh, love the success up there. Keep it rolling there. Stay healthy, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you deeper in the season when it's cold outside, but still 72 degrees and uh, and pleasant inside that uh, gorgeous new stadium yes. up there in Minnesota. For sure, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. Hey, keep doing your see, thing, T. Good dude. to see my fellow uh, players over there. No question. Yeah, yes. we got you. Got to get you over here, man. Yeah, we got to. Go. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll be out there this off season. Yeah. Oh, see that? Well, maybe we'll see him, him in the postseason. He just invited me, and I'm going to bring you two. You're my plus two. No, nah, that one invite. Nah. That was just. He like, said I could go up there. I thought that means man, that man, I was an man. invite. You know what? You got to pay for your own flight, your own hotel, and your own tickets. You ain't going. I'm not well, I was. Ha- I, I thought. He, I thought. I, I thought invited him a couple times already. <laughs> oh. See? Well, no. He what he there did was right no. What he did was what you do. I asked him when he was on the Bengals right. why Zimmer wasn't a head coach yet, and he said because Zimmer sweared, swears right. too much. Now finally Zimmer succeeding, and we're happy to see that. But he invited me to the game in Heinz Field, but I had to stand on the Bengals sideline. I couldn't do that, Ike. Well, you could. You could have. You could have still wore a Steelers jersey. We probably would have beat you up, but <laughs> you could have still came to the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the great Terrence Newman, uh, like we say, uh, continued success, pal. Good seeing you. All right, T. Newman. Much love to y'all. All right. See you later. Ike, see, the oh. nice thing would have been for you to have invited me to the Steelers sideline. Then I wouldn't have had the uh, conundrum. You understand? I really I really didn't know you like that. Hey, Shaq, so what? you just don't we, – we've invited you to dinner multiple times. He don't come through. That's the only vast no more. Got a, got a, I ain't even tripping. Got a busy schedule. Busy schedule. All right. Well, so that's a wrap for the audio show here. We do extend it in video with our weekly throw. Our uh, what's it called again? Time machine football TNF. We preview Thursday night football's game for you by taking a quick look back at uh, some highlights from a great game in the past. That's it for the audio cast. Again, remember Maurice Jones, Drew, and me. 
Fantasy and Friends Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Ike Taylor, Gangbusters work on Total Access in the post game. Make sure you tune in after every Monday night. And, of course, Fashion Popo, Celebration Station. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew continuing in their quest for football domination in the media and success is being had in 2016 for them. All right, let's get to it now. It's time for Time Machine Football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. 